0: Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Well, hello, friends. I hope you are all super amazing on this wonderful Monday. Um, I have Nathan with me today, and I'm so pumped to have you here. How are you hey, going, Mike. Nathan?
1: Yes, yes, really good. Um, look, we're, look, Manda and I are still getting a bit used to our new life, right? Um, after 22 years of studio ownership, um, it's it's week two here in New South Wales, and we are getting used to, yeah, we're going to go and pick our kids up from school and come home this afternoon because we still got to put the do some of the timetable last year so we got a night off dancing so that that worked well as well so look we'll, we'll see how we go we, we, we're a bit lost about what we're going to do this summer if we're honest but it's exciting for sure
0: that is so exciting and i know that there's lots of big changes but lots of positive changes and as well um and i know that you guys are still working super hard on all the things
1: oh we're super excited that means we've been able to put our focus we've just got off our studio growth club call um for this week which we are super excited about being able to put more attention into um and obviously dpu tribe as well and then dance teacher expo which we is going full steam ahead right we're super excited to be able to to focus a bit more on all of those things
0: yeah, totally. But I also know the two of you have started some new healthy habits, um, which is why you and I really wanted to jump on today uh, to talk a little bit about you know inspiring studio owners to to get into doing things bit by bit, right? Yeah,
1: and, and building good habits. Um, I. I've started reading the book as well, *Atomic Habits* by by James Clear, um, and he was happened to be on the podcast with that new health habit. I'm trying to follow in your footsteps, literally and figuratively, Beck, um, by getting out and getting up our steps for the day for the week. And so the other day um, was sitting on the couch, um, languishing down and around, you know. 2,000 or 2,500 steps, not even close to the 10,000 I'd set myself, you know, it was about eight o'clock at night, had to be back for a nine o'clock call. um, And to be honest, like the old me or like previous versions of me would have thought, uh, well, bugger it, I'm not going to get that 10,000. So what's the point? I'll just sit here and have we got any chocolate (laughs) man? And and, and go through that sort of stuff. Um, But Ironically, I, one of, a podcast I enjoy listening to is The Tim Ferriss Show. Um, and so I thought, now nah, bugger it, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get and do, um, put some steps on the board. And the Tim Ferriss episode I listened to was with James Clear of Atomic Habits. And one thing, he was talking all about making sure that we build good habits. And one thing that really resonated for me, um, because it was exactly what I was doing. I was like, man, this is a bit weird, um, was a, a line that he used was, When you're trying to build a good habit, it's super like one of the most important things is to stick with the schedule and limit the scope. And I thought, oh, that is perfect for what I need. I'm self aware enough to know that's what I need. And that's exactly what I was doing. Because I think too often we get caught up in life, like I said, me thinking, oh, I'm not going to get the 10,000. Why bother? But for me, I got it from about, yeah, what, around that 2,500 mark up to about 8,500, which is obviously doing ridiculous amounts better for me than not doing it at all. And I thought it was something, as I continued on my walk, getting my 6,000 extra steps, thought that that's something that really relates to what we see dance studio dance studio owners doing a lot of the time, um, especially at this time of year, when everybody's excited to, to put new programs or systems or things into place. And sometimes they, they don't build that habit um, out of fear of, you know, they do something like, One of the things we always talk about um, that I think it relates really well to is posting on social media Mm. that they think, all right, I know, look, I listened to Beck and Amanda and they said that I should be uh, trying to schedule at least five posts a week and they set aside some time for it and then that time just happens to disappear somewhere and they look at their watch and there's only 20 minutes left of that time block and they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to get all five done in 20 minutes, so why bother? Right. Is that something that you see as well?
0: Yeah, totally. And the other thing that I see is people not posting it because it's not a perfect picture. Um, And something that Amanda and I talk a lot to our tribe members and Studio Growth Club members about is the fact that our client is not actually another dance teacher or another studio owner. And so our client doesn't really care whether that foot is perfectly placed or whether that child looks immaculate or all of those sorts of things. They're generally a parent who is just looking for something fun for their kids kids to do of an afternoon and so when you flip your thinking on that and when you actually think am I marketing to my peers or am I marketing to my client you're probably not going to care so much about whether that foot is beautifully pointed or not and I think that stops a lot of studio owners from consistently posting too.
1: Yeah and it's it's that um, you know uh, I know Will Um, Our incredible mindset coach in Studio Growth Club um, said it really well the other day um, that that procrastination we get around those sorts of things often is trying to keep us in our safe place. Um, You know, it's having those beautiful lines and the perfectly pointed foot and things like that is what we know so well. And by not actioning and doing something that's just that little bit messy or a little bit outside of what we're used to is helping us procrastinate and stay safe, which unfortunately leads to us not growing. Um, but like I said, I think the key thing is to, to make sure, especially if you're time blocking, because so much of what um, we talk about with Studio Growth Club and Dance Principles United Tribe is helping people time block. And so if something like that socials posting, if you only end up with 15 or 20 minutes left, Start, scheduling, start by scheduling two posts. Use that 15 minutes to schedule two posts and then come back and do the other three later. Because if you just start building that habit and make sure, yeah, if you only have two posts this week instead of the five you were trying to get, that's still heaps better than none. So making sure whatever you do within that, whatever you're setting yourself your goals for within that time blocking, that you make sure that you um, do something with it.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I, as you know, Nathan, I'm obsessed at the moment with the compound effect. I'm listening to it on yeah. all of my walks. i have got to have to get it. you love it. It's by Darren Hardy. And he actually uses an analogy of three different um, men in this compound effect. And I was listening to episode one today. And so one person just reduces their calories by, you know, a small incremental amount. One person stays as they are. And one person decides to make, you know, a few extra meals and do some and increase their calories. calories. and that looks like nothing to start with but in three years time the person who decreased is you know fit and healthy the person who increased is now obese and the person sitting in the middle is still sitting in the middle and what he's trying to say is like little bit by little bit if you just stay consistent you know these things will happen well for you and and I feel like that's what we need with social media posting with all the things with studio owners is to just do that little bit like you said, commit to three or four times a week, make sure it's the same time each time if you can so that you know that that's when it's going to happen and just be consistent. And if you're consistent over time for a year, it makes a huge difference.
1: Absolutely. Just little bit by little bit. And we know that by by doing it, like you said, just those little small incremental increases build that habit and that one post you instead of just doing one you end up doing a post and three stories because you've built that habit and then you start to see the results i think too often we're a little bit too short term we're like well i did three posts last week and i didn't get four thousand enrollments so that means it doesn't yeah we've we've got to sort of trust the process a little bit and just keep building that habit and automate it a little bit more
0: totally totally agree and so another thing that we wanted to bring up that we find and we say this to people all the time is consistent marketing, and you know, Nath, I'll let you talk about the whole Facebook side of this. But for me, when I actually started marketing consistently, and it took time, it didn't happen overnight. It definitely took time. I knew that I'd really got there when a new preschool parent came into my school and said to me, "Well, you're the only dance pre- you're the only dance school in Penrith, anyway, aren't you?" And I. that moment thought oh my gosh I've really nailed this but that was a good 18 months of marketing every single day of the year um and you know there's 20 school dance schools within a probably five to ten minute radius of mine so she was absolutely wrong but obviously I was now the go-to school in my area so um there's no day of the week that I'm not marketing on Facebook and you can talk a bit more about why that's important Nath
1: yeah exactly and it's that same thing again by like you know I tried to get, um, making sure that I was doing the same. I'm um, following that at ten dollars a day. Um, and look, we understand that these things add up, just like the compounding effect on other things. You know, ten dollars a day does equal just over what three thousand six hundred dollars a year. We we understand that that as as a lump sum sounds like a lot of money, but we know that by by building that up and doing it so consistently, that you end up, like you said, like slowly but surely becoming that go to studio in your area. And look, again, that's just with the sticking with the schedule, but limiting the scope. If you can't do $10 a day, um, if at the end of one month or something, funds get a little bit tight, that's okay. But stick with the schedule, limit the scope, pull it back to $5 a day, pull it back to $4 a day or something. But Facebook will reward you. Like Nobody knows exactly how the algorithms work, right? But we know that on some level, Facebook's going to reward you if you're consistently doing it more than if you just do a burst of five hundred dollars in january and then another random burst of seven hundred dollars in july if you're constantly doing it all the way through and like i said like pulling it back a little bit if you need to just limiting the scope as you go along as you need to but that means that when you come to july instead of having to spend seven hundred dollars to get the same results you're probably going to have to spend 450 dollars So it all sort of like counterbalances out and yeah, Facebook will reward you if you are consistently going through and doing those things.
0: Totally. And when you think about it, that's a cup of coffee. Like yeah. it's not a huge amount, but it is well worth it. And when you start to see that consistency of students coming into your school week after week, that's when it gets really exciting. Um, I do want to say, though, that it's really important for you to have those Facebook ads set up properly, right? Nate? like yeah. we don't want to spend $5 a day on boosting a post, no. for example.
1: No, absolutely. And look, and this is where it all sort of ties in together with what we were talking about with that socials posting. If we can build the habit around consistently posting on socials, what I found was one of my most effective spends on Facebook ads and Instagram. When we say Facebook ads, I always make sure I keep qualifying this. We mean Facebook and Instagram ads because they all go out through the same platform. Um, but we know that when we talked about um, the most consistent, sorry, the um, having that consistent f- socials posting, was what I used as my most effective ads throughout the year. So we had a little system and set up going where one of our incredible team um, would do a reel every Friday. So it was like, yeah, this week at DS. And they would put that reel out onto Instagram. Um, It would get some great organic reach to start with. And then when I would just run my little spend behind that, the little $10 a day, most of the time was just going. I wasn't trying to sell anything. It was just going at certain times to see to make sure more people saw that reel because it was great content. It was content of kids having fun, um, showing what happened in our classes and things like that. And look, the days of getting free organic reach on Facebook and Instagram are gone. Right? Yep. It's an incredible tool. It's um, probably that like Instagram is probably taken over Facebook now in terms of getting um, getting our studios out there, depending on your demographic, but. I think it's okay for one of the most powerful marketing tools of all time to spend $5 a day to get your stuff out there. Like, we always talk about how much we used to spend on bloody, like, newspaper ads and stuff like that. Um, like, what you can get for just $5 a day as a targeted, only the right people seeing it on Instagram and Facebook um, is absolutely, like, super valuable. And yeah, like we've got to pay to play on these platforms now.
0: I totally agree. And it is so important to have those Facebook ads set up the right way, which is why we're so passionate about training our tribe members and studio growth club members in this. And like, I get so frustrated when I see a studio who's putting money behind their ad and they're, you know, two and a half hours away from me and it's coming up on my feed. Like I just, I always reach out to them, but I just think, you know make sure that you know how to do all of that stuff, right? Because that's a game changer too. If you are putting spend behind it and you're reaching someone two and a half hours away, that's just such a total waste of your money. So that's really
1: important as well, right? Oh, for sure. And that's why, yeah, like you said, we spend um, so much time, we've got so many training calls in Dance Principles, United Tribe and Studio Growth Club as well to make sure that when we're spending money, um, because too often, again, it's one of my frustrations when people reach out to me and they're like, oh, no, I, I tried, I, I boosted a post for $50 last year and it didn't work. So therefore all Facebook and Instagram advertising doesn't work. I'm like, well, yeah, not quite, I'm sorry. It, it means that maybe you just need to, to learn and look at doing it properly. Um, and look, it's, it's something that there's thousands and thousands of free resources out there too, um, you know, some of those, obviously, those free resources are very generic. Um, the the ones that we do in tribe and things like that are very specific to dance studios. Because sometimes it is hard to take those more generic ones um, and apply them to us as small because bu- we're local small businesses. Um, it's very different for how the, the, the big players are going to be doing their social media advertising
0: right right exactly and so that stuff is so important guys to stay consistent with okay so stay consistent with your socials and posting on socials stay consistent with your marketing and putting just that little bit of spend behind every single day makes absolutely all the difference and the last one that we wanted to talk to you about being consistent with is checking in with your team and I am so passionate about this yep. because I speak to so many dance teachers um, from you know all over Australia and Sometimes they have met their studio owner maybe once or twice and they've worked there for a year. Um, and that really concerns me because I think it's your business, you're the studio owner and you should be consistently checking in with them. And it just takes a couple of minutes a week sometimes, right, Nate?
1: Exactly. That's that whole thing there, sticking with the schedule, limiting the scope. Like, yes, you might want to set aside, uh, like I'm in early today, I really want to spend half hour chatting, chatting to Beck about this, that and the other. But again, we get caught up by that parent out the front or things like that. Sometimes all our staff need is just a two-minute che- Hey, Beck, how's it going? Yeah, how, how's that junior jazz class you had? Oh, fantastic. I, look, I popped my head in. I saw on Band the other day about that um, year one and two ballet you had as well. That looks so good. Yeah, just a couple of little things like that. It can be a two-minute conversation, but just that, that process of physically checking in and showing that you care and you know what's going on in their sort of world within the studio as well is so important, right?
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And also just making sure that you're catching up with the team as a whole, at least a couple of times a year is so important for them to feel feel a part of it. And again, like if we think of any other businesses, they would always have meetings, they would always have team time where they catch up and talk about what's up and coming and what's happening. And, you know, that time is, it's, it's actually an incredible way to lift up your business because if everyone's on board and understands how the business works, and operates, then they're going to be much more on board with everything that you need in there. But I think that time and being consistent about that is so important too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because once you're all moving in the same direction, and it's just, uh, it's often you you forget those little things that, you know, you as a studio owner, you might set up this incredible new, like we were just talking about with Studio Growth Club, we were just talking about our onboarding um, sequences that that we're giving them all the templates and things like that for. I'm sorry, for this month. And we talked about making sure at staff training that everybody on the team at least knows a little bit about what's in there. Yeah, so that when, you know, it talks about all the all the important information about your studio. So that when that teacher comes out with the, the kid that was maybe crying to go into the, the junior hip hop class week one. So when they walk out and they just say, oh, you know, she did so well and blah, blah, blah. And the teacher, the parent, sorry, asked them a question about, the uniform or the direct debit or something that's not in their wheelhouse, it's understandable that they can say, oh, not a problem at all. This is week two, isn't it? Yeah, you'll get that. Have you got that onboarding email yet? oh, fantastic, yeah, all the information about that was in there. It's not really um, it's not really um, sort of what I take care of. Either see, see the um, team at the desk there or check that onboarding email and all the information's in there just so that they don't sort of sit there going, oh, I don't, maybe, I don't know, like, I think you get an email maybe about it. I, I, I don't know, like, yeah, maybe just ask someone, hey. Like, you <laughs> want to make sure that everybody's empowered to not be able to help with every single little bit but at least know enough information to to give good answers and make that client feel comfortable.
0: Yeah, and it's also more comfortable for the teachers and the staff. They will feel more comfortable to go out into the waiting area and actually talk to parents and because they feel like they do they will know most of the answers and it's very uncomfortable for them if they don't know any of the answers and are then trying to talk to people and you know they they feel stupid as well. So it's it's just having respect for your staff and and checking in with them and being the leader that they need you to be. You know, you own the business. It's your school and you need to make sure that you're the leader for them and that you're supporting and helping them as well
1: yep absolutely couldn't agree more which isn't really surprising is it Beck? um (laughs) but incredible i think that sort of pretty much brings us to the end of today's podcast um just about like we said making sure that you with all the craziness that's going on at the start of the year that if you've got those things that you wanted to put in place that are maybe already starting to fall by the wayside a bit that you make sure that you are blocking out your time and that when you've got that time blocked out you're a little bit protective of it, and if it gets away from you, you always stick to that schedule and limit the scope to build up consistency and start building good habits about things that are actually gonna move the needle forward in your business.
0: Totally agree. And I'd love to inspire everyone out there as well today to do one thing for yourself every single day as well. Be it go for the walk, the 10,000 steps like Nath was saying, maybe listen to a podcast just to actually focus on yourself once a day and commit to that. That is a great way to start forming habits within your own self. And then you know other things will follow. So even if it's with your studio, even if you pick one thing that we've talked about today, just really commit to that small little thing and actually making it a habit because great habits are going to equal great business and it's going to equal a great you.
1: Amazing. Well, thanks so much, Beck, And we will chat to everybody soon on the DPU podcast. Bye everyone. Bye.